Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Guys with Bibles. I'm Sean. I'm Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Scott. Wow. I'm just always used to going last. That's where you belong. See? Do you want See, to start that again? We, we got we got to mix it up now. No, 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 no. Mix no. it up. Okay. We got to mix it up. Nope. No, we we trudge forward. We trudge on. That's right. Okay. All right. That's right. Fine. Okay. So anyway, before we get into any more weird subjects, uh, we are starting chapter four of Ephesians tonight. So we're probably not going to get very far. Um, probably a few <laughs> verses, maybe. But I'm going to go ahead and read. Um, where should I read to, guys? What verse? I would I read three. Just read the first yeah, three I, verses. Yeah, I read just first three verses, and let's just yeah. let's just begin. All right. So, therefore, I, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling you have received, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. This here ends the reading. From the message. <laughs> No, it's not the... Oh, you <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I got him. You and you and Kobe are reading from the CSB. What is that? The Canaanite the cool, Standard this, Version? This the, the cool, cool Southern, Southern Baptist. Baptist translation. Yeah, whatever. That's Kane. Kane Standard Version. <laughs> you shut your mouth. It was good enough for Piper at Together for the Gospel. I couldn't believe it. Right? He, he oh. quoted from the CSB. Hey. Well, who cares about Piper? <laughs> <laughs> You're just bitter, okay? He He's old news in today's society. Oh, he you, is old news. I still kind of like him. The only thing I like about Piper is... Meant it. Yeah. <laughs> meant <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, that's it. I'm oh, done. I have nothing classic. else to say. He's so animated. I can just go I home him. now. Yeah, I. He's, I feel like I love him. all his books. I read is joy, 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 joy down in my heart, <laughs> and I, I struggle joy, to joy, find joy, the joy, 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 joy down that's, in my heart. That's why I have to be told about it all the time because I always end up forgetting yes, it. Exactly. So, anyways, chapter four, verse one. Yep. 
So, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, I, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling. Nope, it's implore you. Implore you. Implore. To walk in a manner. Okay. Worthy of the calling which you have been called. See, if you'd read from the correct version, the NASB, <laughs> we wouldn't have this issue. You know? NASBO! We're, we're struggling here. We're struggling here. Whatever. <laughs> It means John the same Wesley thing. would definitely read from the ES, the CSB, whatever it is. Who? Wesley, yeah. John Wesley was a smart guy, though. <laughs> he was so smart. He was a smart guy. <laughs> so I, I'm, I think the prisoner of the Lord thing is fascinating, and so it's it's in both of our translations, and um, I think anybody who would have talked to Paul at that point would have said that he's a prisoner of Rome, not necessarily of the Lord, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he's but he calls himself a prisoner of the Lord. Um, and how dare you in today's society talk about being a prisoner of some deity, okay? Right. How, how dare you? We're free. Yeah. We're our we, own we gods. We shouldn't be oppressed. We shouldn't be oppressed to a god yeah what is it your sky daddy the famous thing yeah. that everyone sky always says. fairy your, your sky fairy sky daddy <laughs> whatever that's I'm what the like, guy f- from the the uh the atheist debate said oh, uh, yes. the red-haired guy yes oh yeah sky, the, sky, wh- sky was that the one that was like show me dude show me dude yeah, show me his partner yeah yeah okay his debate partner he was a little more reasonable. To whip out. He, yeah, he was a little what, more What did he bring guy. out? What did he pour out in front of Jeff Durbin and Antifreeze. Uh, James White? Antifreeze. Yeah, drink this. <laughs> I would have drank it right there. <laughs> Simply because the today's antifreeze is non-poisonous, which is hilarious. I would have chugged that. I'd have been like, is it? all right, no problem. Yeah, it's not lethal to dogs anymore or really? like animals or anything. Yeah. Oh. They like made it so you can't antifreeze the wild cats or whatever. It doesn't yes, it doesn't shut exactly. down your kidneys. It doesn't it doesn't do what it used to do. Oh. Which so it I would wouldn't make I would feel very good though. So it'll just make you sick no. a little bit but you won't die. I'm sure you'd probably have diarrhea but you know or you might throw up a bit, but I've seen people drink a lot worse items than that. So <laughs> huh. um I'm still. I still would do it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have done it. But so, um, my my thoughts on this: the the prisoner of the Lord. Um, you can either be a prisoner of one thing or the other here, um, biblically speaking. So you can either be a prisoner of your sin, or you can be a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and in which you're actually free of your sin, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. You you tell me. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> so so in, in, in that phrase, prisoner in the Lord, he's actually declaring his freedom in Christ over his sin. Mm. Right. Yeah. So... So I wanna I wanna back up if that's okay. I, I I would rather us back up and start with the therefore here 
in yeah chapter four. Um, what are we there for? Uh, because this is marking the What's transition the therefore, therefore? from doctrine to duty. Okay, so it is a transition from doctrine, as we saw in chapter three, to now it's the duty, the principle to practice, the position to behavior. Um, typically, what Which we see from implore. Paul. Yes, um, and like Romans twelve one, Galatians five one. Philemon 2.1, um, Colossians 3.5, I, I believe. Um, so, But yeah, I wanted, wanted to stop and take a back step on that as well. And then in, for prisoner, like, so in prison, um, in ancient Israel, uh, mere imprisonment was not recognized as a formal punishment. Um, when a convict was sentenced to prison, uh he was, oh shoot, I lost it. Hang on, pause. You lost it a long time ago, Scott. Well, we know, he like, was, reading from Acts, right. that, that Paul, as a quote-unquote prisoner, was just on house arrest. It wasn't like there was a big penitentiary or something that, right. that he was dragged into. He was just confined to his own house by the law. Yeah. Um, exactly. So it's like, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a little different than what we would conceive of as a prisoner today. Where where you're in, you're locked up in a building maintained by the state or the federal government or whatever um, that keeps you away from the populace. No, he was just on. He was under like a house arrest, so he was even still able to have like visitors come to the house. He just wasn't going out. Right, and and this was this is from our Ezra episode. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, in Ezra. Ezra 7.26, it says, Whoever will not observe the law of your God and the law of the king, let judgment be executed upon him strictly, whether for death or for banishment or for confiscation of goods or for imprisonment. So when, when Paul's saying, I am a prisoner of Christ Jesus, he is... Everything is, is is Christ's. Everything that he has belongs to Christ. Yeah. All that he has done previously from Christ's saving grace is now bought, paid for, and now you owe. Like, welcome, welcome to the family. You know, you're going to spend your life working this off. And what he's talking about, you're going to work out your salvation. You're going to work out everything I've instructed you to do. Go and teach the gospel, proclaim to each and every tribe, tongue, and nation. And he is saying that he is bound now to the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's no escape. You're not running out there on your own, separated and right. under your own law. Yeah, we, exactly. we can you're, see... You're still uh, kept. If it's God's will to save you, um, we can see if we look back in Jonah... Um, uh, no matter oh, here we go. <laughs> if, uh, no matter how hard you try to run away from the will of God, He's gonna get it done, one way or the other. Uh, 100%. If that means a giant one fish way. has to swallow you and throw you up on the beach of Nineveh so you can preach to them, well, that's what's gonna happen. So, so you're right. Uh, if it's the will of God to save you, it's it's going to happen, and you will be bound 
to his will to do and obey what he has asked of you. Right. And if it's the and, will and, of the government that you live under to to make you a prisoner for your life as a Christian, uh, that that action has been appointed by God, like uh, Romans 13 tells us, yeah. that God has instituted the government to wield the sword. Um, and even though a government may persecute Christians, much like it happened in Paul's day and after, um, but God still has appointed that to happen. So if you are a prisoner of Caesar, you are a prisoner of the Lord as well, because the Lord has sent Caesar to wield the power of the state, sometimes in unrighteousness, but he works all things to the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Right. And what's, what's interesting is today, the same thing that was happening back in Paul's day, the stonings, they're still happening today. I literally just oh, watched yeah. one um, over the weekend. I watched a guy be buried neck deep, and the town stoned him to death for claiming Christianity. And it still happens today. It's very prevalent. It's, it's, it's going on right now. And I don't think that we allow ourselves to put our hearts in that situation where we actually feel the sympathy and the empathy for those men and women who are actually dying yeah. for the word of God today mm-hmm. yeah, it, and are being torn from their houses right. because of Christ. It's not yeah, a waste. We, here in America, we we like to say that a lot of a lot of Christians will say we're being persecuted, um, and maybe we are in one form or the other. Um, but I think we take for granted the freedoms we have here in this country um, versus the vast majority of the world, uh, especially in the East. Uh, Christianity is hated um it's hated all over but it is like there's like militant reactions to it uh people people are martyred killed uh for for claiming christ uh and it's uh, we we take that for granted our our freedoms here in this country and say we're being persecuted for one minor thing or the other and and maybe in a sense that is persecution but I think we need to look at the bigger picture sometimes and see right. see that like all over the world that there's so many people that are literally slaughtered um, for for claiming the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sad yeah. reality, and it it is. And um, so so we're currently going through David Platt's book. Um, it's called Something Needs to Change at Church. And uh, this book, he's he's trekking through the Himalayas, and I'm telling you what, dude, it is heart wrenching. Just to the the things that he wrestles with, the things that many atheists and agnostic um, non believers will bring up to many Christians today on. Why does your God allow people like this to suffer? Why do they allow? Why does God allow um, bad things to happen to 
good people, you know. I mean, normal stuff that people bring up, and even Christians today still bring up these questions. Um, but as he's trekking through the Himalayas, we get a glimpse of how needing for the gospel these people are. And it's not just for they have physical ailments, but they are in much more need of spiritual healing. They're in spiritual darkness. Exact, exactly. They, they may be going through torment physically here on earth for a period of time or suffering for a period of time. But if they don't hear the gospel, if they don't hear about Christ, what's eternity going to be like for them? Yeah. Right, better to endure and, a few decades of of a painful earthly life and be able to hear the gospel and believe than to have the best life now and then spend eternity uh, away from the presence of God under judgment. Right. And and we have the we have the ability, we have the means, we have the financial support here in the United States to help out people in certain countries like the Himalayas. Um, we just don't. We have Kenneth Copeland requesting another private jet, you know, <laughs> after COVID. I mean, really. And and we have people buying into this guy. Like, let's let's you can't let's sit look on, at the real a regular factor, plane you know? with all those demons around. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just it just saddens me that we have greedy men and women who are proclaiming the name of Christ, but yet we have starving kids and hurting countries just because of poverty and their government. And we have the means and the ability to help, but we don't. We'd rather buy a private jet. Well, or that's, that's because, like the rest of the first verse says here, that many of people who claim the name of Christ today don't walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which they have been called. Exactly. Exactly. I like how you I like how you transition that. That's good. Awesome. <laughs> because yeah, yeah um, they they um they go another route. It's uh Exactly. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how to describe it because there's so many ways that the church misses the mark. And well, I mean the, the church has missed the mark in the course of history so many times in, in a lot of different ways. And there's no way that yes. we could perfectly walk in a worthy manner because then we would be Christ. Christ is the only one who ever did that. But it's almost as if entire segments of especially American Christianity, but even world world Christianity as well, um, have completely abandoned the idea of walking in such a manner and go their own way for um, for purposes that they think are more important. Whether it's the social right. gospel that took over the 20th century to woke Christianity today that would rewrite doctrines or abandon doctrines of the faith um, or recast things in a new light in in like in respect to our times uh, it's a sad thing yes very very and uh, I highly implore you listeners to go and buy David Platt's book um, it's great. It's a great family study read. What's um, What's the title of it again? 
something needs to change. Okay. And I will say, we've been reading it with our kids, and there are some sections where um, in the book it talks about um, hu- human trafficking, um, the trafficking of um, young women um, from the ages of 10 to 18. Um, and it it's my oldest was like, I can't believe you made me listen to you read this I, it's it's awful and i go yes honey this is what happens in the world and you just got to take it with as you go and introduce them yeah you can't let them be blind to things that are going right. on so um it we're enjoying it as a family the church is really enjoying it um lifeway is allowing um has free videos of the book so you can go on Lifeway and uh, watch the videos. Oh, that's and cool. And they're pretty, they're pretty cool, really good. Um, but so I want to, I want to talk about um, worthy of the calling in which you have been called. This is, this is simply Paul saying, walk as a believer, walk as Christ walked. Don't walk as your old self. Right. You know, put on the new self, like he's told us. Walk in righteousness. And then, then he gets into with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Now, when he's saying show tolerance, look, this, this, is, this is the main problem here in church today. We get so worked up and bent out over doctrine that we forget that each one of us was learning as... We, we came forward in Christ, you know. So we're not patient. We're not, we want to just Bible beat people to death. And it's just, it's, it's not going to work that way. If you don't come in with humility and patience and tolerance for maybe their skewed view of Scripture, they won't accept your view if you're not willing to listen to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think this is where we have an issue with, uh, well, I'm just going to say it, cage stage Calvinists. Um, uh, and all three of us were one at one time. Yeah. Uh, b- uh, I guess. I try yep. to say that I'm not, but I wasn't. <laughs> you but just had a I short sl- period of it. Mine was Ma- longer. I <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I feel like I slip back to it every once in a while, like yeah, because it's comfortable. Yeah, and I'm like, Ugh, oops. But and then I then I regret it, and then I'm like, I'm sorry, I am so sorry. But it, it's just that uh, you, a lot of people don't like Calvinists because of them. Um, they don't show tolerance. They don't show love. They just want to show you right. that they are smarter than you and they are right and you are wrong. And that is not how you approach a brother or sister in Christ, regardless of their theology. You, you need to love them and nurture their faith where they're at. Um, Right. They, whenever that happens, uh, you can pray that maybe they will come to a better understanding of their salvation. But, you're not saved in your Calvinism. You're saved in Christ. So, um, right. The, um, Preach. 
there's like there you know there's there's Calvinists out there that won't even talk to a Methodist, or <laughs> or you know uh, they won't even give right. it the time of day because they're wrong and that that is wrong um, to do that. It just it really it bothers me now. Um, I'm just excited to meet someone, a brother or sister in Christ. I don't even care like what kind of church they go to, you know. There's yeah. a lack and of small C Catholicity in there. Yeah, the, the, we do belong to a universal Catholic church, small C, yep. and uh, yep. we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and we we need to uphold this unity. Uh, of course, we're going to get into that in verse three if we get there, but yep. yeah, it's it just it makes me really mad. Um, the the snarky comments that people make sometimes towards others to it's almost like a like a belittling contest who can make them feel the worst about themselves because they're not a Calvinist and I, I just don't like that it's not Christ like not at all because he never made anybody feel like that and he knew everything yeah I I I tend to fall into this this slippery slope a lot and uh, I get caught up and get all excited about eschatology or doctrine or certain type of theology or um, different reformers or church history, I get real worked up and I'm like, yeah. And then it's like, boom, let's go. Let's let's talk about this. And then it's just like, right. I get caught up in the moment. But yeah, that's, that's just, I think we all fall in that yeah. area where we get real worked up over subjects that we care a lot about. And and I I see the the zeal and the over the overzealousness of a young Calvinist yeah. or a young Arminian. You know, mm-hmm. they they become very, very passionate about what it is they believe in. Yeah, they they found they've discovered something that their heart has desired for so long, and now. Now they got to share it with everybody. Yeah, and whether you want to hear it or not, they're gonna throw it in your face. <laughs> they're gonna jam until it down your throat. You're sick of hearing it. Yeah, and then then they're just gonna be like, "I'm sorry, my bad." You know, <laughs> at, and and I think we all fall into that Been situation. There. And yeah. we, but that's that's where this next verse comes into play. And I'm I'm so thankful and couldn't be more blessed with brothers and sisters in the faith who will look at me and go you're really sucking you know <laughs> you need to your your pride is showing real showing through and you're you're an arrogant dude right now <laughs> and so I, I i'm thankful for people when they're they just smack me in the face with me and my uh prideful arrogance so oh, actually, I, i'm yeah, i've benefited so much Smack oh, you sorry, in the what face. Were you saying, yes. I said I'll actually smack you in the face, Scott. <laughs> yes, 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 you would. <laughs> yeah, as somebody who's like for myself, I've benefited from the the gentleness and tolerance of of others, especially during my KG period. That um, w- when I have the temptation to get all high on my own supply, uh, to quote Tony Montana, I have to step <laughs> back. <laughs> oh gosh. And uh, say hello say, to my uh, love friend. <laughs> I could fall down a rabbit hole on this, and I'm trying really hard not to. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but uh i you know it's a reminder again you know i've because i've had gentleness and intolerance shown to me in my in my worser times i have to remember to to show that same to others um in a similar way you know we love because he first loved us and you know because i have have received um mercy and gentleness from christ and that's also been reflected back to me through uh, people I've known in the church or my family or, fr- or or friends over time, I have to remember I've got to pass that on too. That's that's right. part of this, what Paul's imploring us to do here. We who've received kindness, gentleness, and mercy from Christ and from our brothers and sisters need to show it as well. Reflect it, yes. Yeah, I've, uh, I've got exactly. to remember that. And I, I think we all do. And yeah. I, I'm thankful for the brothers and sisters who reach out to us, and they, and they put us right back on the right track. You know, they're like, "Hey, brother, you're getting a little off track here. Sound like a little airhead." Okay, thank you. Yeah, and it's like, it's just like the. Thank you for the, checking me. I. It's I just like it. like it says, you know, iron sharpens iron. So. So we're to walk together. As Christians, um, helping each other along in their faith and guiding and helping guide them along uh, each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and, and yeah. going back to our what we were saying about you know losing a little bit of the little C Catholicity of it of the faith. <clears throat> you know, I've learned so much just in recent years from uh, Lutherans who uh, some may accuse me of being a closet Lutheran, but it's not really true but I do. also maybe kind of true <laughs> but even even though uh, even though we have you know fairly significant uh disagreements with lutherans on important subjects that doesn't mean there's not something that that we can't learn from them also right because uh, you know they they do affirm the saving gospel and as long as there are christians out there who affirm that we are saved by grace alone through faith alone and christ alone uh, I'm willing to listen to you, even if I disagree with um, how you baptize or uh, your church government or your all, view of whatever the sacraments the, or yeah, you exactly. Um, I I still want to I still want to get the benefit of being in the body of Christ with you and to learn from you, even if we disagree right. on something as important as that. That's exactly. the unity that that Christ prays for in John 17. Yeah, and, and we should show this to even people outside the faith. Um, respect respect totally. their point of view. Respect their their worldview yeah. of whatever it is. Since uh, since we're going to be diving into a youth ministry series um, later on, um, I've actually reached out to a ton of atheistic and agnostic groups on Facebook and asked them, simple questions and i'm telling you if you act like you respect them you know and you uh you really are interested in hearing what they have to say they're gonna give you the floor you know and they're gonna be totally open-minded and more passive to what you have to say yeah other than you drawing your guns immediately and standing there at a at a shoot off. Yeah, you don't go in there like fist bared, ready to. Yeah, yeah. 
And I tell you what, I have made in the last month or so 50 to 60 friends from the atheist and agnostic groups on Facebook. And each of them see my Facebook page. Each of them see Guys with Bibles page. They all they are all a part of it. They're all invited. They're all welcome to comment. And they all do it with grace. And do they do they stretch the limit to an extent? They do, but they're they're still willing to listen and communicate. Right. Because they're not even sure what they're looking for yet. Right. Exactly. Because God hasn't obviously he's putting you, me, whoever in their path. Mm-hmm. And you get that one moment. And if you mess up that moment, you might not get another one. So just remember when you're approaching somebody, be humble, be yeah. patient, be gentle, and tolerate them, even if they're intolerable. And sow the but, seed. Don't don't you know sow, pack a bunch exactly. of other things around the seed and sow it. Just sow the seed. Yeah. Just. Yep. Yeah. You need to be humble and 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 tolerate them and love them and at the same time know that what they need is the gospel and you need to be able to share that in a loving way um, without watering it down. You do not want to water yeah. it down. You don't want to beat around the bush. Um, you don't. But you don't want to machine like, gun them either. Yeah, and exactly. you don't want to be like. Um, What's his name that makes the guy people's legs longer? Todd White. Oh, White. Todd White. You, you don't want to do the street gospel thing where he's just like Jesus loves you. Now I'm going to make your leg longer. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, you, you don't want to do that. Um, you, you you don't want to water down the gospel. They need the gospel. That you know Romans one sixteen. Uh, that is the power of God unto salvation and. Uh, so you, you need to be able to preach the gospel to these people without watering it down, but in love. And you know, another right. another thing, and I'm sure, Scott, this has probably come up in your conversations too, because it's definitely come up in conversations that I've had with atheists and agnostics before, that they really look to how our churches operate to figure out what we're yes. about. Exactly. And if they know of a church... Uh, from their area while they were when they were growing up or during whatever time that had a split or that there was infighting or they were rude to other people they they really take that and apply that broadly to all christians and yes that's why like in verse three where um where paul says that we need to be diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace um i'm going to apply that to the life of the church and say that you know how our churches operate and how we interact with each other is how the world sees the love of Christ. Um, that's yeah. the only thing they can go on if they're not interested in reading Scripture and hearing directly from God in the pages of Scripture. They're going to look to us as an example in the church and in how we operate outside of church as well. So we have to adorn the gospel with our lives and show the unity of the faith um, that comes with uh, repentance and belief in Christ and in his uh, sanctifying power in the seal of the Holy Spirit 
if we're not doing that, we're losing, um, we're mi- not losing, we're, we're missing a major part of our witness collectively as yeah. the church. And we are, and that, that's what's, that's, what's really hard and disheartening. It turns a lot of people away when, from the church, especially in their youth. Exactly. Yeah. And, th- and that's what we're going to be getting into later on. Um, in the next series after we get through Ephesians. And I've touched um, on it a little bit in my uh, shipwreck blogs about the uh, deconversion post of John Steingard, the yeah. uh, frontman of Hawk Nelson. I think there's going to oh, be a lot yeah. of crossover between what he wrote in his post and what we end up talking about in the youth ministry series because it it almost like point by point shows the... Um, the issues within the church that end up um, causing unbelief in yeah. youths and it's, as they grow it's up. It's terrible. It's really scary. And it's and it and it's it's statistics and numbers are not lying, folks. I'm sorry. No. But we are not. The church today in America looks like the world, and the numbers don't lie because the world obviously does not see a difference in us. And doesn't see a difference in any of us. And a lot of the churches have sought to look like the world. Yes. And, and muddied the waters. And it's been it's and we've been diluted. And so is our gospel message. And um I think it's important that we when we dive into the youth ministry, I hope you guys tune in. I really hope you guys engage with us um during the youth series. And I hope you guys are able to implement it in your church or take these numbers and really look at it and search your heart and minds and see see what you guys can do better. See what we can do better as a church. Give us ideas. Shoot us some ideas. We'd love to talk with you guys. Um, next week, we're going to dive into verse 4 of chapter 4. And guys, where can they find us at? Lee, go for it. Well, they can find us on guyswithbibles.com. There you can listen to audio of the podcast. You can stream the audio there. You can also read Sean's and my blogs. Uh, Then you should go over into the social media realm. You should check out uh, at guyswithbibles on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, We also have a page on Facebook that you can like. And then we have a group, a Facebook group that you can join and enter in some conversation there, which is pretty great. You can email us directly at guyswbibles at gmail.com, and you should really use your free will to choose a podcatcher program that you like and subscribe to the podcast there so that the freshest pods will be in your queue uh, when they drop, the moment they drop. Um, Ours come out on Sunday, uh, but we are also part of the Bar Network, and there's new content dropping every other day of the week, I believe. Um, you should check out our show notes because you can follow the link there and see all the podcasts on the network and when they post their episodes and what they're all about. And it's always good things. So you would do well to go and subscribe to all of the Bar Network podcasts. Right on, right on. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody, and this is Guys with Bibles, and we're out. <laughs>